0: My Car Guru, Season 11, Episode 26. You know, when you're used to using your right hand all of your life, you get used to the way it feels, you know, the way it squeezes things and holds things and stuff. Well, ever since I've had this pinched nerve in my neck, my right hand has not been behaving. And so I can't do anything. I I just tried to uh, use my mouse with my computer with my left hand. And it just doesn't work at all, so I moved it back to my right hand, and you know, I was trying to, to use a hammer the other day, and I've lost about, I feel like I've lost about 30 to 40 percent of my strength in my right hand, and it is just wearing me out. So I'm going to go see a uh, spinal surgeon, just for a consult. I'm not ready to do that. I, I would do physical therapy first. Wouldn't you recommend that? I don't want people touching my spinal cord or my nerves coming out of it, so... We'll just have to see what happens there. But I tell you what, I'm just, on a lighter note, I I almost got scammed last week. You know, there used to be a sign on the interstate that used to say, be alert, arrive unhurt. Well, whenever my young son used to see that, he said, Mom, you better watch out for the bees. I think he misunderstood. It was a cute little play on words. But, you know, we do have to be alert. We have to be alert when we're buying just about anything that involves a significant amount of money. You know, when you go to the grocery store, you don't have to really be alert. I mean, unless you're really running a tight budget and you want to make sure you get the best deal on Cheerios, that's possible. But, you know, when we're buying cars and, and we're buying things online or we're selling things online, which is the case, well, which is the situation that I was facing, I'm holding in my hands right now a cashier's check for 6000 nine hundred and fifty dollars and twenty seven cents payable to the order of leonard b lawson that's me and so how did i arrive at this check well it came in a fedex envelope i listed a piece of sound equipment on uh, reverb which is a uh, a used musical equipment site i guess and electronics and stuff so i i listed this reel to reel on reverb and uh, you know, within a couple hours, I had somebody accept my price, $3,500. So I got this email from this guy and said, We are very excited about getting your reel to reel. And he said, I will be sending you a cashier's check. It, the, the language was a little bit odd. I'm not, you know, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but I just noticed that the spelling was off in a few places, the grammar wasn't right. But I just went ahead with it, and he said he was going to be sending me a cashier's check. So how do you go wrong with a cashier's check, right? So they sent it to me. And, uh, well, first, he said, the cashier's check will will be more than what you're asking because I'm including the transportation cost and boxing cost. So I'll have... So I'll have somebody get in touch with you about picking it up and doing all that and and reimbursing them. You go ahead and run the check, re- reimburse uh, the people for the any overage, you know, over what you were asking for it, which was $3,500. So I was a little bit shocked when I saw the check was for $6,950. That's odd. So I just had my office manager. I said, see if this check's any good. She uh, took it to the bank. It's not any good. You know, some banks may have cashed that because it says cashier's check on it. Somebody may endorse it, hand it to a friend, say, here's a cashier's check. If you'll just go ahead and give me the cash, I'll give you the check, and you can go cash it later. I guess some people get scammed that way as well. So this was all a big fraud, and so what they were hoping I would do would be to forward the money for the transportation, and which would have been, well, in this case, uh, $3,450.27. And forward that so that they could take care of um, their shipping and all that packaging, and which was nuts. I mean, I knew it was nuts from the beginning. But I'm pretty savvy about this kind of stuff. And what scares me is when this happens to somebody who's, you know, gullible and, and not on top of things. So please watch. I mean, if you're selling something online and somebody just, boom, just all of a sudden says, I'll take it. You know, I don't care if it's on Facebook Marketplace or Reverb or I don't know maybe you're more protected if you go through eBay but you just got to be careful there's so many people I know a guy bought a 55 Thunderbird uh, he's an older customer he's passed away by now but uh, he he bought thought he bought a 55 Thunderbird he went to flew to Seattle Washington he was going to uh drive it back they said it was perfectly drivable ready to go he shows up at the dealership, he'd already sent in the cashier's check for I think it was, or they wired the funds for just over thirty thousand dollars, which was a lot back then for a, a completely restored car. It's not now. And he went to pick the car up. There's no car lot there. I mean, he looked at the address and and um, you know asked around the neighborhood and just he got scammed. Ended up getting back on a the plane flying back to Greenville, Tennessee. Not happy. So you do have to watch out for this kind of stuff folks and you know uh, they're going to get you online they're going to get you uh, over the telephone. Uh the best way to not get had I guess is to be standing in front of somebody but I guess you know you can still get had with somebody right in front of you because people will lie right to your face. Deal with people that you trust and have experience with. Uh check their Google ratings. Those can be fraudulent as well, but pretty much if you're you know, if you're dealing with a local business or a regional business, and uh, they've been in business for a while, then you're probably okay. I mean, I bought a, a car the other day from a used car dealer in Church Hill, and uh, yeah, I'd never heard of the used car dealer, but when I drove up to the lot and I saw the car and all the beautiful inventory that he had, and you know, we talked for a while and everything, I felt totally comfortable handing him a check for eighty-eight thousand five hundred dollars. So you, you just have to, of course, he handed me the keys to a car and the car. So I don't have the title yet. Should you hand somebody a check for a car, even if you get the car and um, you you don't have the title yet? No, you shouldn't. Um, I've got insurance that covers me for that. But also, I mean I felt very comfortable because I had the car and I, I you know I've heard of these people good reputation and stuff like that but you shouldn't do that. Um don't pay for something. You know you can sign a contract for something, you know like on a bank contract or something like that. That's okay. You know if you get the car cuz you're not going to have the title, the title's going to go to the bank that financed it. And maybe you pay somebody for a car and and the title's on hold. If you're doing that with a, a new car dealership, you're okay. Some used car dealers, I don't know you know i would just just wait just wait till the title comes in and you know make sure it's legit and it's signed properly and stuff that's why you need to take somebody like me with you when you go buy a car but i'm sorry i'm just not that available <laughs> if you want to send me a picture of a title or something like that i'd be glad to help you out but anyway i'm going to take my first break i'll be back here in just a minute okay i am back well i got my 55 thunderbird that i bought at the gooding auction and they unloaded it out of the trailer and pushed it out, and just I'm sitting there looking at it, and I'm thinking, man, I am so happy. That thing looks so much better. You, you, you think about it, and you say, well, did I look at this? Did I look at that? Should I have been a little bit more careful? But I really did look it over really well, and, and it is so good. We put it up on a lift just to check out the underside, and I'm just crossing my fingers. It looks better on the underside than it does on the top. Well, not really, but it's close. Somebody spent a lot of money restoring that car. Now, it is leaking from everywhere. Should I be concerned about that? No. You know, when you restore a car in 2013, and it's 10 years later, and it's been sitting a lot, they're going to leak Now, modern cars, not so much, but the older cars, yeah, the gasket material and stuff that they use on those old cars, just, it doesn't hold up unless you drive it. And even when you drive it, you know, it's going to start leaking in about 10,000 miles, but the transmission's pouring. The uh, engine oil is pouring out. The, um, uh, let's see, well, power steering fluid all over the, underneath of this vehicle, just pouring. So am I upset? No, I'm not upset. I am elated. I'm also pretty excited about my little Vespa, my 1954 Vespa. I'll probably keep that, too. You know, originally when I bought the Thunderbird, I'm I'm thinking, okay, man, I've got all kinds of room to make money on this. But after seeing it and just knowing how much my customers are going to love looking at it, and, of course, I'm not going to be going to car shows and stuff. I don't really like to. I like to go as a visitor, but I don't like to show stuff. I get too stressed. About the car, and you know, I'd just rather relax and eat hot dogs and look at other people's cars. But it, I'm, we'll probably show it though at the big show car show they're having in when is that? May. It's the downtown in Greenville, Tennessee. Fantastic car show. They, they actually line the streets of downtown Greenville, and it's not, you know, downtown Greenville isn't that big, but that's like 500 cars. So, and, and a lot of people are coming from long distances. So that will be there. I'm hoping that my 49 truck project will be done. I'll be able to show it too. Oh, I was looking online a little bit ago, and I was just checking out uh, the values of vehicles that, well, basically the prices that these locators are offering for brand new inventory from other Ford dealers to sell it to me or Ford dealers like me. Prices are falling, folks. You know, it's a, it's a good sign for buyers. We're, I think we're not too far off, maybe. Well, we're seeing some rebates, like we have rebates on Ford Escapes of $2,000 right now. You can get 0% financing for up to 60 months, pretty good interest rate, and three years of complimentary maintenance. They must be having a hard time moving Escapes. Now, it is a 22 model. I mean, it is 2023, isn't it? Yeah, matter of fact, it's March of 2023. Should you pay anywhere close to window sticker for a 2022 model? No, you should not. You should be able to get it for invoice or less. And, you know, if it has a big rebate on it, take that off too. Now, the other issue is your trade value. They're going down. So if you're in the market, now's a, a pretty good time to go. I mean, if... I don't know what kind of incentives. I haven't looked at the latest rebate reports for all the different brands. There are still a lot of shortages out there. Toyota's really short. You're not going to get any discounts at a Toyota store. Most dealerships you're not going to. If you try to go out and buy an F-150 or uh, even a 2023 model or um, a Silverado, Ram truck, something like that, you'll, you'll be able to get discounts on that. If if they you know tell you it's going to be MSRP or greater, okay then. I guess I'll go shop somewhere else and watch the price drop. What if we could knock off this or that? So anyway, don't get too panicky if they won't budge. Just leave. Say, well, okay, I'm going to go shop around. That normally get the uh, get some action. Oh, and another thing that you want to do when you go car shopping, you know how usually you go into a car dealership and after you've looked at cars and you, you test drove the new vehicle and and you come in and you sit down and they and you start kind of a negotiation or they start getting some information from you they say well let me have your keys and I'll give it to my used car manager to test drive let me give you a little recommendation say that's fine um but I'd like to go out there and and watch him look at it really what do you want to do that for well because Lenny Lawson a car guru said it was a good idea for me to just go out there and watch him he might have some questions I might be able to answer some questions about my car well, you're not going to ride with him, are you? No, I don't have to ride with him. But I just wanted to, you know, be there when he's looking at it. Is that okay with you? And he'll say yes. That see that that just blows apart their um, their process. See, car dealers are they like processes? They like to you know basically do step one, step two, step three. Well, step three. Well, I may have Let's see. Step one is meet and greet, then interview, then Um, yeah, know, a car presentation, then demo ride, then car appraisal. So that's like step number five. Well, if you go out there with them, see, that's not supposed to happen. So why are you going out there with them? Because you want to see how he evaluates your car. Does he just jump in your car, put it in gear, drive, take off, look at a book, so forth? No, that's not enough. He needs to know about the story of your car. You need to have your your uh, maintenance manual in your glove box. Let me show you something, Mister Used Car Manager. Show him all of your scheduled maintenance. You've got it all written down in a book. You've got all your all of your receipts. Make sure he knows that you just put brakes on it last month. You got new tires about six months ago. And uh, what he's going to do, he's going to open the doors and, and and even the gas door around the trunk and hood. He's going to be feeling. He's, he's what he's doing. He's filling for tape lines because typically when somebody wrecks a car and they paint it, the body shop just kind of tapes it off around these these areas that that he doesn't need to paint. So if he's painting like a fender, he he'll top tape top. He'll tape along the top of the fender underneath the hood, and um, and then put paper to cover up the engine and stuff so there's no overspray. Well, those the tape leaves lines when you pull the tape off. You know it's where the new paint intersects with the old paint well he's feeling for tape lines if you see him feeling your car say "Uh, sir this car has never been damaged never been wrecked well take that back i remember my daughter ran into the left rear quarter panel he'll be impressed that you know it's called a quarter panel and uh she ran in with her tricycle and so we had to have it painted my insurance paid for you know what he's going to think if he looks on a carfax he is going to think that you your car was wrecked. And so what will happen when he comes back, or comes back from the test drive, that sales manager or the uh, salesman is going to come back over and said, yeah, uh, you have an accident reported on your car fax. We're going to have to do- knock off for of that. Oh, really? You're going to knock off for a tricycle accident? Oh, it was just a tricycle accident? Yeah, I've got pictures right here. Folks, you should also have in your glove box the pictures of any re- Accidents or anything before they fixed it and after they fixed it. You will totally disarm these people if you have this information. And you will command more money for your trade in. Command it. You know, you don't even have to ask for it, just command it. But you know how many people actually do this? Probably one out of a thousand will insist on being there with the cars being evaluated. You know, if I'm selling somebody a car, I want to be there. And you know, when you're selling somebody a new car, the salesperson is standing there, right? He's selling you a new car. Well, when you take your car in for trade, guess what you're doing? You're selling your car to the dealership. They're buying it. Yeah, they're it's a trade in. I mean, they're get they're but they're putting money in your car and taking it off the one that you're buying, so you're selling it to them. So if you want them to pay top dollar for your car, then you need to command it. You know, by having all of the evidence and all of those, you know, the maintenance records, the pictures uh, of any accident, the tricycle damage, you know, the other things that you did ab- about the um, the brakes and any other maintenance that you've done in the last six months. Let's say you, you changed the serpentine belt or you did a uh, a timing uh, timing belt replacement. You know, if they don't know that you did it, if you're driving a, I don't know, like a a Honda, well, I don't know if a Honda Accord has a timing belt. I think they might use timing change, but let's say it has a timing belt. Well, at 60,000 miles, that timing belt's supposed to be replaced. And if you don't have any receipts or anything showing that you did it, or you don't tell them that you did it, then you didn't do it. And they're going to deduct that. From your appraisal, because they have to do it. They know before they can sell that car, if it's at 60,000 miles for a recommended timing belt change, they're going to have to change it, and they're going to deduct deduct that from your appraisal. You see what I'm saying? You've got to be there. And, uh, again, if you have questions about these kinds of things, if you've got a car and you've got the history or you don't have the history, then I can help you figure out how to get it. Of course, it's not that hard. I mean, all you have to do is call the dealership where you've had it serviced every time. Oh, you mean you had it serviced every all over the place, right? You went to the Jiffy Lube and, you know, you went over to the Joe's Oil Shack and had the oil changed once and you didn't keep any of those records. Well, you're going to pay a price for that. You know, it's really not that hard. Just use your phone. Just take a picture of the bill. Every time you get a bill, if you don't want to keep all the paper, just take a picture of it. And then set up a file on your phone. You, you know, Under photos, you can set up different files. Anything to do with your car goes into that file. And then when that used car manager is sitting there cutting your car down and asking if you did this and that, or, you, or he's getting ready to put a number on your car, so oh, can I review all my maintenance records with you? I've got them right here. And he's going to be flabbergasted because he's never seen that. Nobody does that. People used to do it. People used to keep good records of what was done. I can't tell you how many people in the old days would pull out a book, and it would have the date, um, it would have what they did, how much they spent, who they talked to. You know, all of this information will be there, but people don't do that anymore because they're lazy. So don't be lazy. Be efficient, and um, it'll it'll come back. It'll pay you great benefits when you trade cars. Okay, I'll be back in just a minute. So my wife went with me this morning to go pick up that, that car that I told you I bought from the used car dealer. And it's for resale. And she said, well, I'll go with you. I said, well, great. You know, that's the advantage of being semi-retired is I get to do stuff like this and she's fully retired. So we get to go. But before we left, we went over and I showed her the Thunderbird and, uh, you know, what sold her on the car? The color. Yeah. It's, um, a Thunderbird blue, but actually it's, kind of a teal color. It's in between blue and green, but it is. It's got the big white wall tires and stuff. So if you want to come see it, uh, it'll be in my showroom. I don't want it to leak all over my showroom floor, so I'm on, I'm going to try over the next uh, week or so to get the leak stop. But it'll be over at G2. That is between uh, Bachman Bernard Chevrolet and PALS on just after you pass Walmart in Greenville. I know you're dying to just drive to Greenville and see this car. But you might want to come in someday. You know, I love to show people around. I'll show you my 49 truck project. My um, 65 Mustang convertible is uh, just about ready to go to the trim shop to have the interior put in and a top put on. We can tool around Ricky Parton's hot rod shop. And I'll even show you the Vespa, and you can check it out. So it, it's pretty cool, too. Well, thanks for listening to this edition. Hey, uh, call me, 423-552. 2020. Better to call or text before you come down. Make sure I can meet you over there. Uh, Send me an email to lennylawson2020 at gmail.com, and I'll answer your more elaborate questions. And I do that. I enjoy that. If I can help you, I am here. I am your friend in the car business and really just want to improve your car life. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.